you got on the bus that day and you were so interested in where we were going and our little family. I love that and now we've got a beautiful friendship to show for that. That's just also common courtesy. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Joining me today is somebody I met by chance on, on the bus. We were both going to Sydney and got talking. I found out that she is the CEO of a charity known as Escabags. It's a company that helps women escaping domestic violence. And last week, she got awarded New South Wales Community Hero of the Year Award in the recent New South Wales Women of the Year Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome Stacey Jane. Hey, thank you, Michael. And uh, so lovely to see your smiling face. <laughs> Thanks, Stacey. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> I'm really pleased that you're joining us today. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. First off, I just got to say a huge congratulations to you for, for your recent award for New South Wales Community Hero of the Year that you won last week. How was that? Oh wow, thank you. It was an incredible experience from start to finish. Quite overwhelming at times, especially being invited to Government House the evening prior uh, to the awards ceremony. Uh, it's not every day that you get to experience things like that and meet such important people. Um, so yeah, it was, it was amazing, but I'm very tired. <laughs> Uh, we will talk further about your charity work in just a moment, but I wanted to get a sense of your childhood and where you grew up. You weren't born in Australia, were you? No, no. So tell me about when you first arrived from England. Yeah, so I'm originally from a city in England called Birmingham, which is often referred to as the second city, which is after London. Um, so Birmingham is completely different to where you and I both live now um, and some people would call it a concrete jungle because there's lots of uh, tall buildings. Um, we're nowhere near a beach but the local councils do set up a little makeshift beach in the city sometimes during summer uh, usually next to a, a water fountain which is quite funny to see. <laughs> Definitely not, not really a place that I would feel comfortable personally myself no, not many people do michael <laughs> considering that i'm no that i'm no fan of concrete jungles no <laughs> so how long ago did you first arrive so i've been in australia two and a half years now i've not really had chance to venture around australia much other than a little bit of new south wales because obviously we went into lockdown and restrictions because of that thing that we won't mention but um so i'm looking forward to having a little uh, adventure and seeing more of australia in the coming years and months um and also just to um give you a, a little quick heads up my podcast has a strict no covert talk policy mm -hmm. my lips are sealed excellent <laughs> what are some of the differences between living in australia and living in england Oh, I definitely say the weather has to be number one. I think that comes as no surprise. It's, England can be pretty miserable in that respect. But I will say that there's nothing better than an English summer's day, which usually consists of sitting in the back of a beer garden in a pub with Sky Sports News on, watching the football, 
and a summer's day for us is probably about 23 degrees at best <laughs> if you're lucky <laughs> yeah i suppose so <laughs> although personally i absolutely hate hot weather oh really yep how how hot can you take maximum of 25 degrees i'm golden <laughs> <laughs> are there any other differences you can tell us about? Um, I think people are very much more um, like community-minded, and I love to see the families out, you know, on the beach or walking their dogs. Um, I just think there's so much more to do in a country like Australia, and the, I know the weather has a lot to do that, and obviously all the beaches and things, but. Yeah, there just seems to be a better atmosphere when you actually go in and speak to people. People are friendlier. I'd love to go to England myself. And I should also ask you, where would be the best place to be to take a date? I, I think you'd really love um, going to Covent Garden. It's just there's loads of little like beautiful restaurants. It's quite oldie-worldie, but you're never too far from you know the big smoke if you like so you could go and see um, Buckingham Palace, Big Ben so there's so much to do I can certainly tell <laughs> can you tell me about your childhood and your wonderful family? I would say I've got quite a dysfunctional family um, I think you know both my parents have been absent in my life for a long time I've got a wonderful brother who's 18, Jack um, he's autistic, actually. He's 18 now, but he was—he would have been just 15 when I left England, and he was taller than me then, so I'm sure he'd be absolutely towering over me. Oh, I'd probably say it's Jack that I miss most, um, but I was also very blessed to have wonderful grandparents, uh, so I've got lots of beautiful memories with them over the years, especially my granddad. We used to cuddle up and watch Tom and Jerry for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like everybody loves Tom and Jerry. I know, I know. I still like to watch it now as an adult sometimes. It's just nice to feel mm. like a kid again, isn't it? Nothing's too yeah. serious. And um, can you tell us a little bit about your um, your fiancé and stepson? Ah, oh, so Johnny's actually English as well. <laughs> so my friends back home are like, you travelled all the way to Australia and you end up meeting uh, an Englishman. <laughs> so um, Noah's 12 now. He, obviously you've met him. He's yes, of course. Australian, but he's got the attitude of a, a little English lad sometimes. So uh, <laughs> he loves his English football and Johnny and I will often joke about who he supports, whether it's my team that's Aston Villa or... Johnny's team, which is Norwich, but I'll let you in for a secret. It's Aston Villa. He prefers Aston Villa. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been with Johnny now for nearly two years, so we're very blessed to have. Um, we live in Wollongong, not too far from you, so. No. So we love going up the Blue Mile uh, for walks, which we'll do this evening after we've spoken. Um, nice. Yeah, and we, we all love our music and we often play Monopoly. <laughs> we <laughs> did a lot of that <laughs> over the last few months, which could sometimes end in tears. <laughs> hmm. And it's not usually me or Noah, it's usually Johnny who gets in a strop because we're beating him. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is with, with Monopoly, it takes hours to finish that game. 
I know, I know, I know. And if Noah's the banker, there's always some secret money down the side of the sofa that he's been hiding. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seems to be very switched on for a lad. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What are some of your favourite things and places in Australia? I think my most favourite place to go in Sydney is just to see the Harbour Bridge. Um, My face lights up every time I see it. And I think as a child in England, I would always watch the New Year's Eve celebrations and see all the fireworks. So it just seemed like this magical place that I'd probably never be able to visit. It just seems so far away. Um, So now when I actually see it, you know, in real life, it's just, yeah, it just takes me back to my childhood and seeing it on TV. I love the rocks as well in Sydney. I think there's some really nice restaurants there, like eat, eating out a lot. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> eating out is the best. <laughs> Although, um, Sydney is not really a place I would prefer to live. No. You know, because of all the hustle and bustle, mm-hmm. people and vehicles popping in and out from every direction, the parking is horrendous, the, That's true. even the traffic is unbearable. And it's a very man-made jungle. Although, I will admit that Bondi is quite beautiful. Mm, I like Bondi. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It is, yes. <laughs> what are your favourite um, things? I love Tim Tams. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have them in England, but I cannot get my head around Vegemite. Don't know how you can eat that stuff. <laughs> yes. You have a lot of time to, um, to explore Australia. Yes. Do, do it when you get the chance. <laughs> so tell me about Escabags and why you decided to start the charity. Okay, so that's quite a big story. And yeah, a big topic that I think we're all talking about a lot at the moment, which is good because we need to bring awareness around domestic um, abuse. Although I also would like to um, keep the subject as light as possible, so that way oh. it's not too dark. Absolutely, and we, we especially need to be aware that we don't want to trigger anybody either that may no. have experienced it. But unfortunately, I was in one of these um, horrible relationships back in England. Yeah, which, you know, is probably more common than we think, especially when you start speaking to people that have experienced it. But I was very fortunate when I was on board a cruise around New Zealand that I met a wonderful Australian family that offered me a new start um, and a life of, you know, of safety away from that person. So I, um, I met them on the cruise and after a not very nice incident, they took me in. And um, five months after meeting them, I, I made the permanent move to Australia and um, applied for a protection visa. So I completely left the UK and haven't been back since. And I think after a few months of being here, you know, I really identified that there was a need for people at that first point of escape. We know that that's the most dangerous time for somebody fleeing one of these relationships. So that's when I started to think, you know, how can I use my experience to help people in a similar situation? And one thing I was doing at the time was making tote bags on a sewing machine. And I'd made so many that I probably couldn't have given them away if I wanted to. And I just started reaching out to businesses that could donate shampoos and soaps and, you know, nappies, teddy bears. 
And eventually I started reaching out to other businesses that would actually stock the bags for free so that people didn't have to go back into the family home for those essential items and they could just grab one, whether it be from a bank or a police station or hospital, whenever they needed them. And Escobags has now got over 900 stockists throughout the country mm. that stock our escape bags. So, yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind in the two years that we've been going. <laughs> That's really impressive. Well done with all that hard work. Thank you. That's also very noble and brave. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I've, I've been very fortunate to meet such wonderful people on the way. Yeah, it's been a very special experience in my own personal growth as well. I can certainly tell. What has been the most surprising thing you've learned since starting this charity? Oh, absolutely. The power of the kindness of strangers. You know, if that wonderful Australian family hadn't have taken a chance on me and helped me, then, you know, what's now happening within our local community and now the whole country, it's just phenomenal. But all it took for one person to do that one random act of kindness and look what it's achieved yes that is def that was definitely very kind of them that's the one way that i can now give back to australia after yeah. australia's been keeping me safe yes. for nearly three years so i think if we just keep paying it forward kindness is free so that also leads me to ask you why is kindness so important to you one random act of kindness you just never know where that could lead to even speaking about our friendship, the one thing I noticed about you when you got on the bus that day was just how polite you were. And you were so interested in where we were going and our little family. I love that. And now we've got a beautiful friendship to show for yeah. that. And you didn't have to talk to us and no. we didn't have to talk to you. We were all a bit fed up because our train had been cancelled on the way to, uh, <laughs> to Sydney. If people make more of an effort to talk to each other in a kind and respectful way, mm. who knows what conversations we can start. You know? Yeah, of course. But also, asking questions like that, that's just also common courtesy. I agree. I and agree. it's also a way to start a conversation as well. 100%, but not many people do. I think people get stuck in their comfort zone, don't they? Yeah, I know. Do you happen to have any advice for people who wish to begin a charity foundation? One thing I'd like my story to show people or to prove is that, you know, I don't claim to have a business degree, <laughs> nor do I have one. But what I did have and what I do have is the passion and the empathy for others, you know, in that situation that I was once in. And what you'll find is that people will gravitate towards you that you need for support. So whether that's from a legal background or financial support, whatever it is, if people see that what you're doing is, comes from a place of, of passion and love, they will help you. It isn't easy. I'm learning every single day. I feel quite uncomfortable using the CEO title sometimes because I don't think I've got to that place yet. But a lady once said to me, don't worry about that. You are the chief experience officer. And the experience is something that I've lived, so I don't mind using CEO in that respect now. Ah. But if you believe, you will achieve. The sky's the limit, especially when you go through difficult times in your life. Just take each day and each small step, one by one, and you always ah. have that little bit of growth. Nice. 
Also, that actually sounds more fitting for the founder of a charity, Chief Chief Experience Officer. Absolutely. I've actually heard Chief Empathy Officer as well, which is quite a nice one. They're both perfect for, <laughs> for a charity. And now i got to ask, <laughs> ask you this from a hypothetical point of view. If I was in a competition yeah. with, with another person who so who wanted to win something so badly, but I ended up winning, there's act, there would actually be a bit of a surprise twist. Okay. That person who wanted to win so badly, I would say this to that person. Don't worry about it too much. I secretly knew how much you wanted to win, so I had the trophy engraved in your name. Oh, wow. Demonstrating <laughs> it as my greatest act of kindness. Oh, that's beautiful. But it depends what you go in for in the award, because if it's something that they've not earned and you have earned it, they also need that little loss to improve. I know, but, um, you know, it's just an act of kindness and, and hopefully the world mm-hmm. will learn something from that. Yes, absolutely. And another thing you can do as well is actually reach out to that person and I certainly felt that during my last week where you know there were people in the categories that didn't necessarily come home with the trophy but we were all winners and what's lovely is how you can then go on to support each other because you all yeah. want to do best uh, what's yeah. best for the community yeah of course where we live never see it as a fail if you can take something positive out of a situation then you're winning already i suppose that's that's right this is this is a very offhand question, but um, I should probably ask you this from your perspective because you you came from England. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on the idea of uh, me with an English woman in a relationship? It just depends what you're after, Michael. Is it the accent that you like? <laughs> it's more than that. Okay, well, explain to me. From my perception, the people of England seem to have a sophisticated culture mm. <laughs> I, look, well, I'm that's very, what it seems yes um, we've got a lot of history we have got a lot of history and yeah. our country you know is very multicultural as is Australia you mm. will get very beautiful areas of England you will get yeah. areas of England that you wouldn't want to drive through <laughs> but there's probably places like that in this country too you know, so it just mm. all depends on the person. It, yeah. Try and not think of where they're from, but the person. Yeah, yeah of course. Got your eye on anybody in particular. Um, she actually lives in Toronto, Canada. Oh, does she? We're not in, in a relationship. We're just, uh, yeah. you know, getting to know one another. That's good. And that's how it should start. Building yeah. foundations. Because after all, I don't do long distance relationships. No. They don't mm-hmm. last or work. Plus, I crave affection as well. Oh, don't we all? But there is some romance, you know. I love receiving letters. I think it's something that we people don't do anymore because it's easy to write text messages. But I write letters to my nan back home, and I think that's lovely. So that's one thing you yeah. could have in a long-distance relationship. <laughs> I suppose, but giving letters is not quite enough because I want to be able to, no. you know, be there for her. Give her a gift, like, maybe once a week. Oh, nothing, nothing too serious every week, but um, maybe just like yeah. roses or flowers or something small. I love the romance, and sometimes the romance doesn't have to cost anything either. No. A nice little poem or a nice walk. I believe we're now 
heading to our Ask Mr. A Plus segment. I'll explain what that is. The Ask Mr. A Plus segment is a segment at towards the end of the podcast where the guests gets the opportunity to ask me questions, whatever's on their mm-hmm. mind. Okay, my first question to you would be, if you could be remembered for anything in a hundred years' time, what would it be and why? Maybe some kind of um, film or television contribution. Oh, okay. What genre of film would you like to work in if you could... Comedy. Have you got any favourite shows that would be your dream job? A lot, a lot of my favourite television shows, a lot of them have ended. Oh. I'm going to list them, if you don't mind. There's mm-hmm. Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, News Radio, which I started watching recently. Okay. Um, the Big Bang Theory, Modern Family, Parks and Recreation, New Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, Faulty Towers, Wacky Races. Oh, okay. Oh, do you know, I've not heard anybody mention Wacky Races for such a long time. Is that the one with Penelope Pitstop? Yes, and also Dick Dastardly and his sidekick Mudley. They don't make them like that anymore. Nah, and plus the, <laughs> all the original voice actors have passed now. Oh, that's yeah, that changes things. Any more questions? If there was a person that you could be for one day and one day only... Who would it be and why? That's a bit of a tough one. That already exists or has already existed? Maybe from history. What if it's an actor? An actor's good, yeah. Okay. If I wanted to be anybody that's not me, I'd probably choose Phil Hartman, R.I.P. He's actually a very funny actor. He was so well-loved by everyone in America. He, um, mm. he was very... He was a very funny, affable man. And yet, yeah. in his personal life, he was sullen and withdrawn that's a bit like um, Robin Williams as well actually yeah Phil Hartman was also one of the one of the first celebrities I started first started researching about when I was 14 and because he was also on The Simpsons I, I used to be a fan of that show what character was he? he was Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz oh wow yep <laughs> but when he passed on they were retired out of out of respect well, Stacey, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Would you be able to tell everyone where they can support the charity so people who want to donate or who would like to help? Absolutely. Well, firstly, thank you so much for inviting me onto your show today. It's I've my enjoyed pleasure. talking to you, as always. For anybody that wants to know any more about Escobags, you can visit escobags.org. You can donate financially. You can actually make the tote bags um, that we use for our escape bags if you'd like a little sewing project. Or even collect some of the items that we include in our escape bags. So that's escabags.org or you can email me directly at hello at Also, for anyone living in Australia experiencing domestic violence who is in need of help, please call... 1800 respect which is 18007377732 thank you very much for your time stacy i really appreciate it you are so very welcome and i'm sure we'll catch up very soon again i'm sure we will <laughs> <laughs>